Good morning. This is Roan. And Susan. With the Roan Dahl Show. Today, ha oops. Happy Friday. <laughs> Happy Friday. Today we're going to be talking about waking up the messenger. And who is the messenger? Well, the messenger is actually you. You, the person that's in the marketplace, the person who's around people that nobody else can get around. You're around people that you're not going to get to church, you're not going to get them to hear the pastor. And in sales we have a saying, we say that the time kills deals. Sometimes the perfect time is right there when you're with somebody. So we're waking up the messengers. Absolutely. If you think about it, and you read the, the, read the word, Jesus didn't say, here, follow me to the tabernacle, let me heal you. He right then and there, he, he, was, he spoke, get up. Your sin is forgiven. Get up. You are healed. Go to the Jordan River. Dip seven times. He made a command. He commanded that action to happen. Well, you know, that's kind of it's funny, Ron, speaking about sales. In sales, you tell them to get started, and they do. Mm-hmm. Right. It's also for all the Christians that are out there. You're in business, and I'm calling you to wake up because you're the you're the messenger you're the one that's supposed to be speaking you're the one that's supposed to be giving out the word you're supposed to be giving out the gospel my husband said something funny the other day something it wasn't funny but it's very true you know we are jesus to the world mm -hmm. we we are the we're flesh god sent jesus to show us how to do it and to pay the ultimate price that we should die a death that we should die that we don't have to because we're forgiven and that was our example and we're supposed to go out and how much more blessed are we who believe without seeing look at the miracles that that he did on the earth that the disciples got to see we're even more blessed because we believe without seeing which means we can do bigger miracles right Ron? right he said we were going to <clears throat> and I really feel it's that there's people out there that are going to listen to this and they're going to say I want to be one of the messengers. I want to wake up to that calling that's in my life, even though I'm called to, to a business. Um, that calling is the same, has the same anointing that's on, the, that's on the pastor to preach. The same anointing that calls somebody into the ministry for uh, uh, speaking, uh, you know, Billy Graham or being a pastor or being an evangelist. It's the same anointing. The only difference is we also feel a push to be in business. And there's a reason for that. The Holy Spirit is actually giving us that push to be in business. Either you work, you're in business as an owner, working for somebody else, that's your business, or you're in the business of having a particular profession. But you have a, you have a calling there. You have a push that's pushing you into that position. Now... We need to recognize the anointing that's on us, and we are the messengers. That's right. We have, I always tell people, we have a fiduciary responsibility when you're in business to help those. So I was, I was at the Dream Center talking with uh, the women's director a couple of days ago, and I just keep being called, felt, feel, I just keep being, my spirit, every time I drive by there, there's something that happens in my spirit, and I know that I'm supposed to be able to help them. So she, she, showed me, she showed me what the need was. 
and then it made sense to me. My skill set, I can help you get what you need without having with you know. So I asked her for the list, so that I can, so I can, you know, God can use me to get that for them. And it was funny because then I dreamt about it, and I was like, people don't realize stuff's easier if the knowledge is there. It's easy when you know. You know, his children have not because they asked not. Well, a lot of times they don't ask because they don't know. The knowledge isn't there. Right. That's why it's important to have wisdom in your life and align yourself with people that are have wisdom from the Lord. So Roan has this blessing that he's blessed with that he can prophesy. He, the Lord gives him things for businesses. Words. God gives me ideas and words right, for right. businesses. And that's the more that I step into that, the more that I get. And that's the way it is. The more we, we use what God has given us, then the more we get mm-hmm. from God for that. What was that verse that um, God gave you today? It was a good one. Oh, um, I have to look it up again. Um, and I will while we're talking. So it's always about, you know, if you think about says, Beloved, you are acting faithfully in whatever you accomplish to the brethren, and especially when they are strangers. So this is uh, 3 John. uh, um, It only has one chapter, verse verse 5. Here, let me see that. Let's read it one more time. It says, Beloved, you are acting faithfully in whatever you accomplish for the brethren and especially when they are strangers. So as a business owner, how I understood Mm -hmm. this was, Mm -hmm. if you're a Christian and you're a business owner and Mm -hmm. you're faithful in your business when it comes to the Lord, Mm -hmm. and especially when they're strangers, so you have people that come in your business every day that you don't know. Mm -hmm. And so if you're faithful. Right. Yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a, being a Christian is about fellowship. It's not about trying to do what's right and wrong. It's about, it's about a fellowship. And, and when we fellowship with God, we know what to do. And so the rest of that verse, though, so the, the verse under it, Ron, is actually really good, too. And they have testified to your love before the church. You will do well to send them on their way in a manner worthy of God. Yeah. So, that proposes a question. How do strangers leave your establishment every day? Well, Is that's... it worthy of God? Mm-hmm. Did you part a good word to them? Were you kind to them? Were you fair and just? So, mm-hmm. what, is the, what, is, what does the Lord do? He's fair. Mm-hmm. He's long-suffering. Mm-hmm. Are you impatient because someone can't make up their mind at the register? Mm-hmm. So the, the fruits of the Spirit are what we have to be when we have strangers. Well, unless they're a repeat customer or your family member, everyone that walks in your establishment is a what, Rome? Stranger. Stranger. So are you acting faithfully in whatever you accomplish for the brethren, and especially when they're strangers? Mm-hmm. And they will have testified to your love before the church. Mm-hmm. You will do well to send them on their way in a worthy in a manner worthy of God. 
So testifying before the church to me isn't like before the church. It's mm-hmm. the church meaning all the other Christians. Right. So, and they will testify to your love before the church. Hey, that business over there was kind, was just, was long-suffering, was patient. Go do business with them, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. They'll want to come back. And they'll send other people to your business. Mm-hmm. Because a good name mm-hmm. is worth what, Roan? It's more than gold. You know, uh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get off on that little tangent. No, no, no. That's uh, why she was talking to you right there. I want to tell you how I actually got this because I, I believe it's important. Um, God wants us to hear from Him. That's right. So last night, Susan called me and she was talking about a certain uh, project, uh, trying to get businesses to help the Dream Center. And if you don't know what the Dream Center is, you can just go and Google it and find out what they do. There's over 200 Dream Centers around the around the world now. Um, they started. We started in uh, from uh, uh, in LA and then here in Phoenix. <coughs> and our church is the one. Uh, Pastor Barnett started those. Um, so we wanted. We were talking about getting donations from businesses and kind of working it out with some kind of show or something like that and she posed it to me and there was some crackling on the phone so I didn't really hear it later on I just felt the Spirit of God tell me to go read 3 John well there's only one chapter in 3 John but that's the way he speaks to me sometimes Susan he just tells me to go read something Mm -hmm. I have no idea you know what it is I'm looking at I have to read that scripture over and over and over until it pops out and that's what popped out so I highlighted it and that was when I came in this morning you said well what do you think about my idea and that's the scripture that I read that was the answer that I got from God yeah we're supposed to help these strangers and that's who they are in the Dream Center now what's what's happening with us is we're actually developing purpose behind the business vision so it's not it it goes way beyond us it's it's much bigger than us and and if it's not you know if pastor barnett always says this i love this saying he says if you have a a dream or vision and it and it's not so big that you don't need god it's probably not from god in other words if you if you get a vision from god it's, it's always going to be so big that you can't do it on your own. You're going to have to rely on Him. The problem with business people, not the problem, excuse me, but maybe the short-sightedness, and I'm a business owner, I've been in business and own businesses, but I, if I can't see it, I can't see it. And that's, that's just natural for all of us business owners. And I, that's not my saying, that was actually somebody else, but but it's, it was good, it was better than what I could come up with. <laughs> but if you can't see it, you can't see it. And, and that's why we need to go to God and get, you know, get a vision, get a purpose behind our vision. You know, so we, when we go to work, we feel like we're doing something more than just ourselves. We have a purpose for having a vision or a dream in our, in our business. And that, that may simply be helping the Dream Center or helping a, a place like the Dream Center or Victory Outreach or, or your church or you know a street ministry or missionary or you know anything that, that God tells you to support. 
it's just being faithful, just acting. Mm-hmm. You know, you know. Earlier, we we you know we talked about you know don't be worried about time because God isn't because there is no time with God. We've talked about living in the moment. Living in the moment is that stranger. Mm-hmm. That stranger. Right. So yesterday I went out to a, a store, popped in on the guy. He was a little taken back at first, but then after you know we spoke for a few minutes. I ended up spending a couple hours in a store and going back. And he wants to sublease the space next to us, you know, to him. Great location, great traffic, opportunity to do something here. And my husband, who's called to be a pastor, who he has the hardest job of all, he stays at home and he homeschools our children and he raises our children while I come out and, and, you know, work in the marketplace because that's how God has our things set up because he's supposed to be in ministry has listened to the phone ring and not answered. God's been on the answering machine for 10 years now. On the way, I told him how much the guy wants to sublease it for. And my husband says, storefront church. Now keep in mind, this area is full of lost, hurting people. It's also a good marketplace location. And I was like, okay. So we got over there, talked, didn't really, wasn't going anywhere with leasing it to do a business there. So I said, what if, and I proposed to the guy, would do a storefront church for less than he wanted to sublet it? He goes, now we're getting close. So now he wants less money for us to put a church in there than if he wanted if we were put a store in there. So what does that mean to me? That means that they we're supposed to put a church there. Right. And that my husband, and my husband was the one. So then I even on the way home was like, okay, babe, well, maybe we just use it like as a networking place and this and that. And he goes, no, church, church. Okay. So then our conversation over dinner last night and even my, my 17 year old, cause we were talking about my husband goes, what do we call it? He is risen. Cause that's our, that was our password. We've updated all of our passwords, but for years, the 10 years my husband has written, um, been married, our passwords, everything was always, he is risen. Oh, so that's the name of the church. So my husband goes, he is risen. We've typed it in as a password for years. <laughs> so my son, my 17-year-old, so now he's excited because they know that their dad is called to speak. So then he was excited at dinner thinking about my husband, you know, because when they were little, we used to go out and feed, feed, and my husband would speak. And they remember being little, serving plates to the homeless while I would be on the barbecue. Me and the Lord had this thing where we could feed 50 homeless people for $25. <laughs> A full meal, a meal that we would eat. Because you know what? You don't give you your leftovers. You give them your best. You send a stranger on their way in a manner that's worthy of God. Right. And that comes back to the verse earlier in the week that if you bear good fruit, fruit that will last, Mm -hmm. he'll ask. Mm -hmm. He'll, you can, you know, bear good fruit, fruit that will last, that whatever you ask in his name will be given to you. Right. So. What kind of fruit do you bear in your business? Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's a question, Mom. I want I want people to think about that. What kind of what kind of fruit do you bear in your business? Do you bear fruit that's worthy of God when strangers leave? If your business is successful, I guarantee that's what you do, and you don't even realize it. Mm-hmm. If you're struggling in your business. My husband has a saying that if we judge ourselves rightly, no one else will have to. Mm-hmm. 
judge your business rightly. Mm-hmm. Look in the mirror and say, God, do my staff and I send strangers on their way in a manner that's worthy of you? You know, Susan, I feel really strongly right now that there's a lot of business people that are going to hear this. Let's just consider them hearing it right now. Right. And they're saying, yes, I want to do that. I want, I want help in, 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 you know, in, in installing that in my business. And so we're going to um, provide those, those business uh, owners or anybody that wants to be involved in this a chance to partner up with us uh, forming a group and it's called waking the messengers the messengers yes and so if you're if this is resonating with your spirit and you want to be involved then we want you to call in and say hey I want to be involved in waking the messengers and and then we're going to talk about how to do that how to you know reach out how to just share your faith with people So, so we're kind of we have, I, I'm, I'm so, you know, it's so funny that the Lord, when you, when you roll with the Lord and my husband, that's my husband's verbiage. Cause you mm-hmm. know, he's a little, he's a little, he's a little street. Um, you guys will get to know us more and hear a little bit more about our families. But my husband grew up with a, you know, he grew up in a crappy situation. Um, single mom, drug addict, I mean, my mother-in-law is still a drug addict, um, drug addict his whole life, um, adult prison at 15 to 27. Um, just you know, but then he never believed in God, which to me is just mind blowing. That because I grew up in church, so I always knew God was there, and so he wears his sins on the outside of him. He can't get rid of them, his past sins. But that is why he's got such a powerful testimony because people listen to him when he speaks because they don't expect to hear what he is saying. So. He had the Damascus, the Paul experience, and it forever changed him. You can have, your business can have a Damascus, a Paul experience. If you've never, if you're a Christian and you just leave Jesus at the door when you go into your establishment, stop. Take Jesus in with you. I tell my staff here, leave your problems at the door when you come in. They'll be there when you leave. It's a good saying. Well, reverse it. Bring Jesus in. Take Jesus into your business. I want to challenge you guys. Challenge you. I want to do a challenge with you. That every stranger that comes in your establishment, if you send them on a way that's worthy of God, and think about that. Mm -hmm. He's majestic. He is, oh, if you think about that, like my, my, right now I'm just like, thinking about Mm -hmm. I mean he created the heavens and the earth if you guys think about all the fruit how creative he was that's how much he loved us like you know not only is he going to give us nutrients but they're sweet and they're tart and they're tangy send them on a way that's worthy of God in a manner that's worthy of God and 30 days later see where your business is the Roan Dolph show is on Facebook it's called the Rondolf Show. Send us messages. I want to hear the difference that God made in your business 
by simply sending strangers on a way that's worthy of God. You know, we, we've got to expect the supernatural. And, you know, it's, it's so interesting, Susan, because here we sit and, you know, we're your husband, like you said, for 10 years. And, I, and honestly, I have known for a long time that I wasn't fulfilling what God called me to do. Okay, there was an aspect to it. I was praying this morning, and I, I probably wasn't ready for it, but uh, I am now. But until I made my decision, then you made your decision, and now your husband is making his decision, okay, to follow that calling. And I just know that there's more people out there that say, yeah, yeah. I want to step up. I want to be the, one of the messengers. And, and then we need to expect, you know, supernatural results. Right. Uh, I was in a business the other day, and we were talking about, I don't know if I should go into this, Susan, but, you no, know, about, about branding. And, uh, oh, this is the coolest story ever. If this isn't God all over it, you guys, it's cool. Go ahead, Ron. Sorry. So, so the funny thing was, uh, we, were in, we had the, boards, the board members there, and we were talking to them. And, and let me tell you, I don't mean to interrupt. I felt like I was in a meeting with George Bush and Dick Cheney. These guys looked just, I mean, their money, their money had had money, had had money, had had money. These guys had been around the block, very successful. I, and none of them are Christians. I'm just right. going to tell you that. And Susan is being Susan. She's talking about, you know, she's interjecting the Bible into her it. into her conversation with the, you know, with, with the marketing. And one of the guys says, he says, well, how do you get your ideas? How do you get your ideas for branding? And it just popped out of my spirit. We pray for him. I said it boldly and loudly, and I went on and I kind of explained a little bit, you know, how I get that. At the end of the day, forgot about it, went home in the morning because God's speaking to me in the morning, you know, like 3 a.m. in the morning. Um, I start getting the branding, and I, I said, God, um, I can see it, and, but I can't see it. It was like a veil. So got out of bed, walked into the living room because I felt called to do that. Got on the couch, just started meditating on what God was showing me. Started seeing something, started putting an idea together. I said, God, you can't even say that. It's too hard to even get out of your mouth. He said, That's that's right. Work on the average, work on the on that uh, is your strong point. So in other words, start having fun with how to pronounce the the brand and and to build it that way so it was I told him that we were going to pray for it and the next morning God gives me the word the brand and I'm telling you it's a probably billion dollar brand idea yeah because we expected to send them on a manner that's worthy of God mm-hmm God's and God wants to show himself strong in business. Yeah. He wants he wants unbelievers to see what he's able to do. And that's that's what's so exciting. And it's not just that. Um, you can't imagine what he wants to do. 
sometimes it's just it's just praying for people. I'll, I'll tell you a funny story, Susan. I don't know if I ever told you this, but I was driving down the street and I saw these this couple. Usually, just see one person, but this was a couple and they had a sign: "We will work for food." Uh-huh. They weren't asking for money. Right. They were asking for a job. Right. I was a salesman back then, going to church. I felt. I just actually just felt like Superman because you know God's inside of us. <laughs> right. I'm not, I'm not right. kidding. Oh yeah, yeah. I I I I, I, I go from four in the morning till nine ten o'clock at night full mm-hmm. steam because I'm just so I have the joy of the Lord mm-hmm. and that is my strength. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I I pulled over, went up to these people. I said, Listen, I don't have a job for you. I don't have any money for you, but I'm going to pray for you and God's going to move. I'm going to give you my phone number and I want you to call me and tell me what He does. So I prayed for him. I said, okay, that's it. I just prayed that they, they would get a job. I left. A week later, this guy gives me a call. He says, I couldn't call you until now because I've been busy. After you left, a guy in a Hummer pulls up, drives right up on the curb. He gets, opens the door says, you need a, a, a job? We said, yes. Do you need a pl- place to live? We said, yes. He said, hop in. <laughs> gave him a place to live and gave him a job. And a week later, he called me to tell me about it. And he said, Ron, when you, when you prayed for me, I felt it. He physically felt the presence of God. So that's being a messenger. Right. We are the messengers. And that's I know right. that there's people out there, and we're inviting you to join us yes. as the messengers yes. to get the gospel out there. Yes. So you can go to the, the Facebook. You can find us on the Ron Dahl Show. Um, you can listen to past podcasts. You can send us messages. You can post on our page um, what great things God's doing in your business and as a messenger. And I just want to challenge you guys, don't limit with your unbelief or with your lack of expectation what God can do in your business and in your family because he wants us to live a wild life. A wild life. Why else would people want to, you know what I mean? So, Why would you want to live any other way? Right. We just go, wow, God, what are you doing today? Yeah. You know, it's funny. So um, we have a new client that has an event center, and they're up in, up on a mountain, and a lot of people may not be wanting to, um, to ride it. And her bus that her dad bought her before he passed away, the pastor, mm-hmm. it's called the Wow Bus. No, I'm just, kidding. No, yeah, that's what she calls it, the Wow. Wow. Wow bus. I just thought about that. So I know I'm supposed to do business with her. So then we'll put a retreat together for the messengers to ride the oh. wild bus up the mountain. It's a twenty man bunkhouse. Wow. Separate rooms. Meeting fun. meeting place. Uh-huh. With this gorgeous uh uh gorgeous, gorgeous um fire. Uh-huh. thing in the center one of those it's, it's, I mean it's it's beautiful mm-hmm. yeah awesome yeah wow well <laughs> that's it for today yep it is. we're having fun I hope you are too but more than anything be kind to strangers be kind what does the Bible say we're supposed to entertain because we never know never know there might be an angel that's right mm-hmm. so don't forget send strangers off of your business today in a manner that's worthy of God and watch the heavens.
pour out blessings on your business. That's Until right. the next time, this is Susan and Rome. Happy Friday. <laughs>